0: Hey, what's going on? My name is Matthew, and welcome to The Real Life Podcast. This is a place where we hope that you can be encouraged, that your faith can be built up, and that you can leave feeling more connected to Jesus and His church than when you tuned in. It's
1: been a miracle. Wow. We're still here. I know. It's been <laughs> still It's been amazing. been a crazy ride full of people and Jesus. And yeah, it's fun reflecting back on where it all started 10 years ago and just thinking about that, and the miracle of all the people God's
0: brought. So many lives changed. So many people just saying, we're in, let's go. Let's, let's figure this out together, what it means to be Jesus Church. Just yeah. thinking about early days, um, defining moments. One was when we were traveling around to different churches fundraising because we had to raise a lot of money to to start this church. (laughs) um, One of the churches I was at down on the Palouse, I think it was in Pullman, um, right after I'd finished preaching was in the lobby saying goodbye to people and um, I think it was a farmer walked up to me and handed me a check. It was folded. So I stuck it in my pocket because I didn't want to look at it right then in front of him. But uh, he said to me, he said, You know, my daughter goes to school in Spokane, and there's a lot of young people in Spokane that need to know Jesus, need to know his love.
1: And he hmm. said,
0: I don't want you to cash that check if you ever plan on quitting. Uh, understand that we're kind of at the starting spot right now we're at ground zero we're at the foundational piece of setting the, the the kind of the groundwork of what it means to be the church and so as a church we desire to become Jesus Church to be the church that Jesus designed to not just kind of make up some great vision and mission and say okay Jesus come bless us now but to say okay God what is your intent what is your heart for your church and to join Jesus on his mission to reach this this lost and dying world. Jesus hasn't changed. His mission hasn't changed. No. And, and the future is so full of more miracles if, if we just continue to learn to be his church and humble ourselves and serve and sacrifice and
1: mm-hmm. are
0: willing to lay down everything that this world offers so that Jesus could take these little lives and make them something significant. Mm-hmm. For me, I just get, I get, <laughs> I get just emotional yeah. thinking about who else God might be bringing to himself right now. Who else needs to be called out of darkness and in light? Who else needs to be, be believed in, you know? So many people don't have any kind of hope or mm-hmm. somebody to believe that God can use them to transform them and that's the that's the next miracle that I
1: can't wait to see. Yeah, I can't wait for the next ten years and just more miracles. And we want you to be a part of it because Jesus Church is moving and expanding in Spokane. And. Our city needs us, this world needs us, and Jesus is calling us not to give up on a hard year. It's been year 10, you know, as a world, as a city, but saying, come on, come follow me. I have so much for you to do, and let's lay down our lives. Let's love, let's sacrifice, let's keep being a part of the miracle. Yeah,
0: yeah, don't miss this miracle. God wants you to be a part of it. What an amazing, amazing 10 years. This decade is just a mark of God's grace, of his power, of his love. We're just so humbled that we get to be in this miracle together. Love that God has brought us together today. Love that you are here, uh, whether it's for the very first time or or you've been with us the whole 10 years that God has been doing this miracle. Uh, We're just thankful. My name is Richie, lead this church called Real Life. Um, we've started several other churches now as well on you know, South Hill and Cheney. Believe that God is working powerfully through all of this and all of you, and are just so thankful that we get to celebrate 10 years together today. Um, it's been such a wild ride and such a mixed bag of amazing moments, painful moments. Texting people all week this week, people that have been a part of this miracle with us, um, people that helped us get started, no longer with us, so many new people jumping on board right now. It's uh, It's just an amazing time to reflect and go, wow, God, what a miracle that you have been doing. I'm just so thankful for you. Uh, I don't know where you're at in this journey with Jesus, if you know him, have known him, don't know him yet, but I'm just thankful that we get these few minutes together today. And I'm believing that God's gonna speak to you, uh, speak to me, that these are moments that are really sacred moments, not just some kind of online interaction or some just some device thing that's happening, but these are really sacred moments where the God of the universe wants to meet you right where you are today. And so I anticipate that in these next few minutes together. As a church, we've been walking through the book of Luke. Luke being this author from the first century, eyewitness accounts put together of Jesus' life and ministry and teaching and Man, I think that this week where we are here in Luke chapter 10, verse 17, if you've got a Bible, I want you to grab it now and get a Bible app on your phone, Google it, whatever. If you're with somebody, help them find Luke chapter 10 right now. This week, where we are in this passage is so perfect for the miracle of this last decade, for us to just reflect together and celebrate together and look at not only what God has done, but maybe what God wants to do as we move forward together. Jesus uh, is gathering his disciples. They've just been out ministering and loving and serving and healing and casting out demons. And these 72 that he had just sent out, Michael preached about it last week. There was no plan B. There is no plan B. These are the ones that God had called. These are the ones that he's sending out. You and I are the ones that he's sending out. And now he's gathering them back together to kind of debrief and celebrate and, and, and reminisce a little bit, just like we are today here on this 10-year celebration of God's faithfulness as a church. And I want you to look at this passage because I think Jesus is just so powerful in how he walks his disciples through this conversation. Look at verse 17 with me today. The 72, they, they returned after Jesus had sent them out with joy. Kind of the same joy, the same uh, enjoyment, same rejoicing that we have today after 10 years of God's miracles. This is what they say to Jesus, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. They're blown away that even the spiritual forces of darkness bow before them because of the authority and the power of Jesus moving through them as they minister to people, love people, serve people. And then Jesus says to them, yeah, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He's referencing this this point in history. And behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. These are great things, spiritual things. These are powerful things. Like I've given you this an amazing authority. But verse 20, nevertheless, don't just rejoice in this, these spiritual things, this, these victories, these moments of, of power and authority that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice. This is what I want you to focus on. This is what I want you to celebrate. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. It's like Jesus taking like all of the craziness and amazingness of what they've experienced, what you and I have experienced, all the spiritual moments, all the moments of amazing, miraculous healing and transformation. Some of you have seen your marriage radically transformed. She's like that is amazing. You've seen addiction broken in your life. You've seen um, bondages just break in your heart and, and insecurities evaporate and hope fill your heart. And she's like, these are amazing things to celebrate. But ultimately, here's what I want you to rejoice in. Here's what I want you to focus in on is the fact that your name is written in heaven. The fact that you are no longer bound by the curse of sin and death and hell and the grave, that you are free to live eternally with me in heaven. That's what I want you to rejoice in. That's what I want you to be excited about is that you are a people set free by my love, filled with hope, now rescued for all of eternity. This has been the mission. This has been our heart the entire last decade is going, God, how can you use us to rescue as many people from hell as possible? There is a real place of eternal existence called heaven and a real place called hell. We are gonna spend eternity in one of those those two places, really depending on, on what we believe, what we do with Jesus himself. And he's here focusing his disciples going, this is the thing I want you to celebrate is the fact that your name is written in heaven, that you are going to be with me forever in heaven. This is what it's all about, is a people rescued out of darkness into light. This is what this last decade has been about for us. This is what Jesus is calling his disciples to to. Really rejoice and hear that there are people being rescued by God, by his love, by his grace, by the hope that that he is giving to every single one of us. And when I just kind of take a step back for a second and go, yeah, let's not get caught up in all these spiritual experiences and all these, these transformational moments. These are amazing things to celebrate. Ultimately, let's just kind of stop and go, wow, God, what a miracle. Thousands of lives have been rescued out of hell over this last decade, wow. People that were gonna spend eternity in hell forever separated from God and his love are now gonna spend forever and eternity with Jesus. What a miracle, what a miracle. And you, I mean, if you've put your faith in Jesus, And maybe he's done a lot of amazing work in your life, but ultimately this is the work that we rejoice in is that you are saved, that you're completely set free from sin, that you're no longer under the bondage of enslavery, of of sin and death and that nature that controls you, that you now have a choice because Jesus chose to give his life on your behalf, because he chose to die in your place. Like let's rejoice ultimately in this fact that Jesus has rescued you. He's restored your life and your freedom and your joy. He's raising you up to go on this mission with him. What a gift. What a miracle. In that same hour, verse 21. Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit. Just a couple times in scripture where Jesus gets enraptured by the Holy Spirit. This is one of those moments. And I want you to just get a, get a sense of this. This is not just like words that Luke puts on the page here. Like this is like Jesus being caught up in a spirit filled, spirit enraptured moment where he's overwhelmed by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you've experienced this before, but this is a sacred moment where God's power and presence just real in your life. Jesus is in one of those moments. And he says, I thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things, which things, these mysteries and this transformational power and this wisdom of salvation. Thank you that you've hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Speaking of his disciples here, little children like Actual children are like kind of unwise, unlearned, maybe not the most qualified ones. Thank you that you've chosen to reveal these things to little children. Yes, Father, such was your gracious will. Just imagine Jesus caught up in this moment like, God, you're so good. What, what an amazing thing, God, that you would choose to, to reveal these amazing mysteries to these ones who seem so unqualified from the world's standards. This was your will, God. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, Jesus says. And no one knows who the Son is except the Father or who the Father is except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Think about this miracle that Jesus is rejoicing in here is that ordinary people that don't have the highest pedigree, don't have the perfect past, don't have all the right education. These, these kind of ordinary, uneducated, these maybe simple-minded ones are the ones that Jesus is choosing to reveal the Father to, choosing to allow to be a part of this mission. The the, the the miracle here is that the world would say hey here's the standard of what it takes to be an awesome person used by God in a crazy powerful way and Jesus is like actually I God's will is so gracious that he would choose these ordinary, unschooled, these ones that make really no sense in a worldly way of all wise and put together with a perfect past and a perfect pedigree. No, Jesus chose these these little children in, in the world's eyes to reveal this miracle to. And I just get so fired up because I go, God, that is so miraculous of you to choose the least likely ones to be in the middle of this miracle that you're wanting to to bring forth in this world god what an amazing gift that you would take these ordinary ones in the middle of real life with a broken past and painful experiences and, and, and broken dreams, God, and you would choose to put your spirit in them and empower them for this mission that you've called them to. I think about you and I today here after a decade reflecting on all that God has done. And I can look back person after person after person going, God, what a miracle that you would allow every single one of us, myself included, to be part of this miracle. I remember that the the, the moment that I talked to my wife about planting this church, going, babe, I don't know if we can really do this, but I think this is what Jesus is asking us to do. And she says, you're right. It's gonna have to be a miracle if God is gonna do it through us. Every single one of us has a story of, of ordinary, unschooled, imperfect past, but still used by God, called by God, empowered by God, invited into this mission by God. Like this is the miracle that you don't have your life together and God still chooses to use you. Like this is the miracle that, that you're not qualified yet. Jesus identified you as somebody that he wants to invest in and and raise up to become this, this agent of transformation in our region here what a gift that god would use you and i these ordinary people with broken pasts and allow us to be a part of something supernatural and as i've been interacting with people all week this week people i've been a lot of people have come up kind of through real life here and been sent out so many people that have come to faith here, raised up in ministry here, and now pastors at other churches or a part of other ministries. There's an ache in my heart, like I miss these friends. But as we're texting this week, there's just this sweetness of like, hey, yeah, I remember when <laughs> you first challenged me or when I first got a glimpse of what God might do through this little old messed up life. Every single one of us started with really nothing to offer. No like perfect kind of lineage to, to go on. Every single one of us come into this miracle, absolutely desperate for Jesus to do something supernatural through us. The joy of real life, the joy of this last decade is the numbers of people that we've been able to send out the numbers of people that we've seen come from not even knowing Jesus to now being used miraculously by God. This is the miracle. This is the miracle that we celebrate. The thing that we are just overwhelmed by. Ordinary, unschool people that are just willing to spend their, their life with Jesus and for Jesus. This is a miracle. Look at how Jesus ends this passage here, verse 23, he turns to his disciples privately. It's almost like he kind of whispers to them because there's a lot of people around here in the scene. He turns to these ones and he says, hey, blessed are the eyes that see what you see. I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and they did not see it. To hear what you hear and they never got to hear it. It's almost as if Jesus is whispering this reminder to his disciples, you're blessed. Not everybody gets to be a part of a miraculous move of God. Not everybody gets to to be a part of a miracle. Not everybody gets to celebrate a decade of God's faithfulness like this. Not everybody gets to see thousands of lives changed. Not, a, not everybody gets to see baptisms like, like we get to see or, or, or people raised up or churches planted or, or one heart started or, or thousands of kids blessed um, throughout this city. Not everybody gets to be a part of this kind of a miracle. You're blessed. Real life, I just, I I hear Jesus saying to us in all of your discouragement and all of your doubts and all of the pain of this last year, none of us imagine year 10 looking like this. None of us imagine 2020 looking like this. And in all of that, you're blessed. You're blessed because you're a part of something supernatural. You're blessed because you're a part of this miracle. You're blessed because so many people have longed to see what you get to see and to be a part of what you get to be a part of. Don't miss this miracle. Don't, don't allow discouragement to, to cloud out the miracle that you're in the middle of, that we get to experience together. Don't allow, uh, allow the enemy and all of his doubts and all of his fears that he's feeding you constantly to diminish the work of God in our midst, in our city. Don't allow all of that that, that seems so uncertain and, and so frail right now to, to diminish the, the blessing that you and I are in the middle of. And really for me, this is kind of a commissioning moment to go, wait a second, we've gotten to see God do amazing things over this last decade. What what might the next decade look like? Like for me personally, I feel like I'm just gonna start to get stride. Like I feel like a bumbling fool, honestly, for most of the last decade, just trying to figure out how to plant a church, how to raise people up, how to plant more churches, how to do all of this stuff together. And and, and now I just get fired up thinking, God, wow, you brought us so far in 10 years. What might you do over this next decade? What might you do through every single one of us who who are recognizing God that you wanna use us, that our lives have a purpose, that you have something in mind that you've given us circle of friends and people that are going to hell and they are my responsibility. They're your responsibility. Nobody else is going to love them other than you and God's going, hey, you're blessed because you get a chance to be a part of something supernatural. Would you come with me on this mission? Would you not miss this next decade? Would you not miss the miracle that I want to do through you? Man, what, what an amazing opportunity for us just to hear this story as an invitation, to look at the last decade as an invitation, as a commissioning, as a challenge, as a call to say, hey, come with me. I've got so much more in mind. I know that God wants to use every single one of us and, and you and I have an amazing opportunity to rise up and say, I'm in. I'm not gonna miss this miracle. Maybe I've missed some of it in the past. Maybe I just got here. Maybe I'm just figuring this thing out. Maybe I'm just coming to know Jesus today. Maybe right now your heart is being quickened, and you're going, I need to be saved. I don't wanna spend eternity in hell. But right now, as the Holy Spirit is speaking that into your heart, you're sensing this, this compelling go, I wanna be a part of more lives being rescued. I wanna be a part of my family, my friends, these coworkers, these people that are that are struggling in sin and shame and guilt and condemnation, hopelessness and and pain and, and addiction. I wanna be a part of them being rescued. Like that's the commissioning of this whole conversation to go, hey, it's been a miracle. Let's not miss the miracle of the next decade. Let's not allow our hearts to get discouraged and doubts to flood. Let's not allow our hearts to get sidelined and kind of decommissioned. Let's let's hear the invitation of Jesus, you're blessed. You get to see something that people long to see I've only heard about, I've only dreamt about, and you're right in the middle of it. Don't miss this miracle. In fact, I wanna, I wanna pray a, a commissioning prayer over you. Throughout scripture, anytime God sets somebody aside apart for ministry, they would Traditionally, they'd anoint him with oil and that oil would symbolize this covering of the spirit of God over their life and the power of the spirit flowing through them. Maybe we can't anoint you where you are, whatever device you're tuning in on today, but but I wanna invite you to, to take a physical movement into this commissioning to say, I'm in, I'm not gonna miss this miracle. I wanna be a part of this next decade. I just want you to stand to your feet wherever you are right now. This is you symbolically saying, I'm in. This is you saying, Jesus, I don't wanna miss this miracle. I believe that you can use an ordinary person like me to rescue lost people out of hell, bring them into heaven, God, that you can use me to share this good news. I have no idea how to do that, what that looks like, but I'm in. Just stand up wherever you are and I'm gonna just pray a commissioning prayer over you today. Father, you see every single person standing in this moment right now. You see their past, you see their fears, you see their failures, you see their brokenness, you see all of that and still you're calling them by name. You're calling them out of darkness into the light, God. You're calling them from no purpose to full of purpose, of hopeless to full of hope, God. You're calling them to a place of strength, to a place of passion, to a place of focus and joy and excitement and hope, God, because you have put your hand on their life. God, you're giving them the courage to believe that you can use their life right now, that this life matters because you say it matters. That this this little old version of us, God, can be used in a powerful, miraculous way, Jesus, because you have chosen us. You have called us by name and you are setting us apart right now for your purposes. God, every person standing, I just commission. God, I pray your spirit would just anoint them right now. Jesus, believing that you are rescuing people standing some are standing that have never known you you're drawing them into eternity with you forever right now some have been sidelined you're getting them off the sidelines some have been so hurt and wounded you're healing those broken places in their heart right now god whoever they are wherever they are right now we commission them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit to not miss this miracle Jesus name. Amen. I love you. And I believe that God sees you, knows you, and is commissioning you right now for his purpose. If you are just now giving your heart to Jesus today, your next step is to be baptized. I just want you to fill the chat, text us, respond. Let us know, I'm ready to be baptized. I'm I'm being saved by Jesus. I'm being rescued. I'm ready to go on mission with him. Just let us know. We will help you take that next step of getting baptized. Every time somebody takes this step in scripture, it's immediate. And so we're gonna encourage you to respond immediately by being baptized. I believe that God is going to meet you as you take these steps of obedience. To all of you that have served faithfully and been a part of this miracle, thank you. You are amazing. There's so much that God has done and there's so much more to come. I love you so much. Thanks for being a part of this. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to stay in touch and visit the description for our contact info. We would love to be praying for you. As always, we hope this podcast encouraged you and pointed you closer to Jesus. Take
1: care.